0: Hey, welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things that culture doesn't want to talk about and that might scare you. Hey, so today we are going to dive into the topic of woke sports and how it seems like all of the sports industry has gone crazy and has bought into wokeism and Political correctness, and they're apologizing over themselves, and they're virtue signaling here and virtue signaling over there. Why is that happening? Why can't we just have sports be sports? It should be a, it should be an escape from all of the stupidness. It should be. But it's not. I know. They're ruining what it. What is happening? All the stupid
1: politics in sports is ticking me off. They have ruined my love for the NFL.
0: I mean, I, oh. Last, listen, I don't know if it's just this year particularly, I don't know why, but last month was June, which is Gay Pride Month, right? And it seemed like every freaking sports organization on the planet was shoving homosexuality down our throats. Listen... What you do in your bedroom is between you and God. I really don't care. As a pastor, I'm going to tell you what God says about it. But I could care less, honestly. I couldn't care less what you do in your bedroom. But why are you shoving it down people's throats? Like, I, I, I love people. But when they start shoving their sex life down my throat, I have a problem with that. I don't want that. I totally agree. <laughs> I, it's, um, and in terms
1: of, I, I do care. What's going on in people's bedrooms? Because, because I've given up. I don't. know well, I I actually think it it plagues our society. I agree, right? Yeah. But um, I, as Americans, we agree that there are certain uh, things that people are allowed to do under the law. Yeah. Okay, fine. But but you don't want special privileges. You want to. Sh-
0: you you want, you want special.
1: Or- uh, recognition you want special rights you 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 don't want, you want protected to, class yes you don't you know. just
0: want acceptance you want affirmation that what you're yes. doing is 100% okay and, and you have to agree that
1: you have to you have to agree with me yeah that's like, is, that's is
0: ridiculous yeah. there's you know there's nobody in this world that I probably agree with 100% on everything doesn't mean I don't love them doesn't mean that I don't want to be their friends it just I'm not going to agree with with people sometimes on things. Again, why is it that we have to agree that your choices are hundred percent correct all the time? When it's like, okay, like do you agree? And I threw it back on them and said, Do you agree? A lot of times I'm arguing with somebody that doesn't believe that Jesus is is who he says he is. So okay, fine. If we want to play that great game, then you have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or else you have offended me personally and you don't love me. If, if you can't accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you're showing me that you don't love me. How dare you, bigot? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, the the idea that um, we have to agree with you. They, they, they make the argument, back. you go back to the 90s, oh, just leave us alone, just leave us alone, just leave us alone. We just want to live in peace. Well, no, no, no. You want, to sh- you want to shove it down everybody's yeah. face which we've seen and, with the sports and and, what... and the and and the changing every logo to have you know to, to to have the rainbow and and all this stuff and then to to make it a federal case over everything it's like can you just let us have some pastimes that are just about who can hit the ball the farthest yeah. or you know who, who has the best ERA? You know, just yeah, come on, just get back. To we got the, the gay the football
0: player, right? He's the first openly gay football player, or the only openly gay football player right now in the NFL. Yeah, um, he's not the first. He is on the Raiders, by the way, Mark Marlowe. He's on the Raiders. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, the only I listen. I've lost touch. They're not even the Los Angeles Raiders anymore, right? They're what are they the are they the Los Angeles, San Diego Raiders? What are they? I think they're Vegas. Are they Vegas? Oh my gosh. I See, that tell, tells you how to, how to touch it. I'm Bo Jackson. Like, I love the Raiders when, when Bo Jackson was on the Raiders because of Tecmo Bowl. That was an awesome. <laughs> you picked the Raiders and you had Bo Jackson, you couldn't stop him. It was incredible. Um, Really what happened exactly. to those I remember, days i remember that there was no rainbows and no you know bo jackson is gay he's not gay he's you know where it's just bo jackson can run a football through the line and destroy the other team like that's awesome <laughs> we need to get back to that but we have this you know the the act the first o- active openly gay nfl player and it's like you would think like you would have thought that we cured cancer you know what i mean well and, not
1: only that but then you know they they're they're throwing all their weight behind it so if he says i'm going to give towards this particular organization then you have the NFL says okay i'm going to match that yeah. um what they're doing is they're very, you know they're playing the politics NFL has been overtaken with with the politics and it's, and it's happened to the NBA and it's happened it seems like to almost every sport it's it it just continues and i think it's going to have a big old kickback because I think people are just going to leave. They're going to stop. It's like, I love that, but you're ruining it. And I actually love what I love that's
0: really important in this world more than I love sports. Yeah, right. And and you're starting to see wokeism actually kind of really destroy the competitive element of sports, particularly in women's sports. You have um, this transgender man. His name is... Uh, well, he goes by CC uh, Tell. I think it's Telford, uh, but I think his name was Craig. Um, and he was uh, Is this four- the runner. He's a 400 meters hurdles runner. He was terrible. He was, was, a, terrible amongst he was guys. Division Two NCAA Division Two, and he was like 200th, I think, in the nation or something like that. Which honestly, that's pretty good. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, he'd, Dude, he'd kill he'd, us. Yeah, right. He'd right. run a lot yeah. faster, and jump higher than we would. But but he wasn't. He was not top notch for for male sports. Well, he transitions to being a woman, and now he's a woman, and he's blowing them all out of the water in competitions. And he just got disqualified last month. If you, um, There's a story. He got disqualified because he tested positive for having too much testosterone. Or not positive, but he just tested for too much testosterone. So there's, there's because limits. His,
1: his amount of his, in his body, so the, the way they measure that... Uh, Whatever it is, I'm not a. I'm not a science. You're not a testy uh, scientist. Yes, I'm not. Definitely not that. <laughs> right. But do you, you want anyway, to I mean, the is number that, was that, that they your measure dream? was like between 0.03 and 2.4. He measures at twice that, like five point something. Okay. And, and so he's talking about how difficult it is for him because he's got to uh, hold on. To the testosterone that he has. So it is a, it is an absolute, physiologically, we're just, we've got more as men. And he's trying to stop the loss of it, but has to admit that he's got literally the element inside of him that makes it an unfair advantage versus a woman.
0: Who doesn't have that amount of testosterone. Because
1: she was never meant to. <laughs> you know? And, 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 you know, you take... It was an Aussie. um, It was an Aussie, like super athlete. She comes in. She goes, "Come on, they're physiologically, they're they're bigger. They're they're taller, which gives them an advantage in their stride. Yeah, yeah. Right. The male lungs take in more oxygen than the female lungs, from what she said. Right. Um, So, so like, there's all kinds of different things here that are fundamentally different that don't change because you grow your hair out and you get balloons in your chest. Yeah. Like that doesn't and and you start taking hormones. Like that that does not necessarily change. It's not it's not real. If if I was a woman, I would be so ticked
0: off, especially a woman who maybe had a chance at a championship or, or a, a scholarship spot, or a scholarship or a spot on the Olympic team that now doesn't get it because there's a trans a- athlete. And and I I, I hear my
1: endorsement yeah. imagine how much money these yeah. women athletes are being ripped off by. yeah because because when you go down these roads of asking dumb questions and trying to say can we do it and not whether we should do it mm-hmm.
0: then eventually the confusion gets to insane places mm-hmm. that's where we're at and now. that's it's right and it's exactly where we're at in the um the the there was a spot on Matt Walsh the other day, uh, and he was. There's, there's trans. The trans community is now making an argument that trans women, men, trans men are better women, quote unquote, than actual real oh, women oh, are oh, for right. dating relationships. Right?
1: Yeah, he does this.
0: I saw it on Ben Shapiro,
1: and and then he links. You know, he he shows Matt Walsh, and it's hilarious because it's this guy. Who is trying you know he he looks like a a, a dame right and and then he's
0: 1940 <laughs> a dame a
1: chick uh, <laughs> you know okay a woman so he looks like that he's trying to present himself that way changed his name or whatever and um, but but he's trying to make the argument that heterosexual men would do better to date a trans woman himself. Than to date a real
0: woman, and what are the what are the arguments to support uh, that uh, logic okay. or lack thereof? I'm sorry, you can't write this <laughs> stuff, man. So it's pretty awesome because it gives uh, us so it's, much it's, material. It's, we don't have ends. to we don't have to search long and hard to find good <laughs> material in these podcasts. We literally started a couple hours ago. Hey, what are we going to talk about? And we've got like four episodes <laughs> oh, worth of material.
1: So he he mentions that. Um, Well, let's see. Oh, he he mentions that a trans woman knows more about, um, they like the little things more than women do. So all you have to do to make them happy is just hold their hand in public where you actually have to um, buy a real woman something nice. You have to, he throws out like a hundred bucks. You got to spend a hundred bucks on her because a real woman is bougie. (laughs) this is not happening no honestly, this is what he says and then and then he's like and and they will take care of your needs better because they've been a man, and they know how how men are wired because they've been on the other side if you know what they mean <laughs> right and and then the, he kind of he kind of final um, oh, they're stronger. They're stronger than women. That's true. Because they've had to go through more adversity oh, than a real emotionally woman. Emotionally stronger. Right. I, yeah. Not physically no, stronger. No, no. They're, like they're in a emo- arm wrestling yes. contest. And so they are just far nicer than a real woman. <laughs> and finally, ends up, uh, there's one I'm missing here because I thought he had five points. But the one point he gets to finally is that, um, that they take better care of themselves in getting ready and doing their hair and... Doing their makeup and and picking out their clothes, they are more feminine than a real woman. So w- women suck at what they do, and men could do it better than women oh can my
0: do it. Gosh, <laughs> Dad, I just I don't know. I, I my daughter.
1: Words. Kari's in the back seat. I I like Kari. You have to see this. She gets <laughs> out. She goes. I am so unbelievably (laughs) offended by what this guy said it's like totally just
0: undermining okay
1: well you got trans women in the world now ladies and they think they're better at being ladies than you
0: are oh my goodness is it and this is what's being again like the sports to go back to woke sports they they're pushing this i mean it's it's the 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 absurdity of this is is mind blowingly stupid. Now again, we talked about it early in the show. Like, God gives us this is my as a as a political. I ran for office, you know, in, in Indiana. I would always people would ask me these questions. They said, "Are you going to take away my right to be gay?" I'm like, "What? No, I'm not going to take away your right to be gay. I'm not going to push for your right to be gay to be taken away." Because, and they would say, "Well, why not? Because you know you you always talk like you're anti gay." And I was like, "I'm not anti the person." And, and my belief is that God gives us the ability and the freedom to be stupid. Okay, so God gives us the freedom to be stupid. I think the government should also give us freedoms to be st- stupid to some extent. If you're not if you're not a threat to the society, and to community, I mean, there's a place for the government to step in and say, hey, you're, you're stupid is going to affect, you know— but the family, but, but but
1: aren't we there? Well, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I emotionally, say, when, yeah. When we say, yeah, that their level, of, uh, the, you know, what they're doing the stupid, isn't affecting us.
0: It really it it is, is affecting us. And you go to the trans teens, trans teens. The suicide rate right now is around forty percent. Yeah. So, so you know, it's the argument to be made. It's like, hey, we've got this is this is affecting us. So how in the world have we gotten there? Well. You're, this is what I say is like good people, people who know morality, have stayed silent too long. Pastors won't address this issue. They, I mean, I tell people, you know, we're two pastors, you know, here, Nathan and I, and we're doing this podcast called Jesus, Sex, and Politics. They're like, oh my gosh, you're talking about things that we would never talk about to our congregation. But you should be talking but about it. But you should it. be. This is the reason we have trans guys saying they're better women than women. <laughs> because where there's no vision, the people Perish. become
1: un— Yeah, they—the they. It's the concept is— is that they're they're uh they're unrestrained. Yeah. Restraining to what God wants us to be is good for us. Yeah. To let yourself go all over the place. Like you you have a river. It it brings life to an area. As long as it stays in its banks, it stays in its borders, it stays within its boundaries. But when it goes outside of that, you have a flood and you have destruction. Yeah. You know and so for us to talk about this and and, and then be told well this is this is bigoted uh, uh, no this this uh, this thing that Matt, Matt Walsh is referencing he's literally saying heterosexual men if you don't find trans women attractive and don't want to date one, you're a bigot <laughs> No actually you're a man because you don't want to be with another man <laughs> that's right. You know oh you're the way God designed men yeah. to operate.
0: Yeah, you know. So it's. Do you it's think just this crazy. is a ploy by the um, the Earth is too populated? People like the Bill Gates of the world that want to limit population. Oh, that was because, number five. Oh, was it that really? Was five. <laughs> yes.
1: If you are a man that doesn't want to have children, then then good for you. A trans woman is what you want. <laughs> Because they can't have children, they can keep their body nice and fit for you, oh my and all this different gosh. stuff. Okay, this was his argument, and fine. and and then, uh, you know, just and and so Matt Walsh just goes, okay, so wait a minute. So we really have those that can have children, and those who can't have children. He says, if you, the, a woman can have children unless she's too old or she's got some kind of a, a, a physical disease or something like that. Something that's an ailment. Pro- yeah. a, an yeah. ailment, right? Yeah. So we've got almost like there's two. One that could be preg- impregnated and the other that can't. And he goes, oh, it's a binary
0: system. <laughs> 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 oh, man. <sighs> it's amazing to see the, the, the feminists coming out against transgenderism because of the the, how the men are now taking over ground that the feminists have fought so hard for for, for decades, right? They're like women's right, the women's lib movement, and now you have trans, you have trans men who are sweeping in and saying, "Oh, give me that!" I'm, you know what? You've worked hard for sports for women's rights in sports. You know what? I'm going to take that gold medal from you. And it's like it honestly is awesome. I sit back and I just chuckle. I'm like, "Yep, yeah, that's the that's the blind eating eating the blind," right? Oh you know what I mean? It's just and 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 so but here we are and you know going back to sports again we now we also have um this Gwen Berry if you saw it last month it was she turned her back on the American flag she's a black um, she's a black athlete and and she gets up on the platform in the in the hammer throw she she qualified or she took third in US qualifi- qualification for the Olympics and she turns her back on the American flag and why when she was asked why did she do that she's like I'm not going to respect the flag that doesn't respect my people and I'm thinking to myself your people we are. I thought we were all one. This is the United States of America. What do you mean your people? Like this is the problem. We've been sports is now becoming a place where division is happening. That is that is should never be there. It's like don't listen. If you want to be an activist, go for it. I'm fine. If you want to fight for rights, go for it. I'm fine. If you want to, if you think your your people, quote unquote, Gwen Berry are oppressed, well then go and fight for justice. But don't bring it into this national pastime of running like d- the, the Olympics. Olympics is about nation. No kidding. This is your nation.
1: Go represent your nation. Yeah. You, you you know, you want to fight for for things within the nation? That's that's okay. It's fine, yeah. That's no problem. But but we are your people. Yes. We are your people. Yeah. The 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 thing I think that's amazing is is how it seems the enemy wants to divide us up. And it's even where the early church starts, you know, you got, you got Gentiles and Jews, like these two races of men, mm-hmm. Ephesians says, right? And God puts us back together again through the cross, through, the, through what Jesus did, yeah. into this new race of men. So if we fundamentally believe that, and maybe this person is not a Christian, right? And, and, and they just buy what everybody sure. says. But for the believer, because this is Jesus, sex, and politics, right? For the believer, we should not see ourselves as, as all these differences. Yeah. What we're supposed to say is, this is how we treat Christians, yeah. right? This is what we do in the family of faith. And this is how we treat our fellow man. Right? And it's the Christian ideals of America that makes it's it's supposed to make living good for everybody. That's why you celebrate athletes competing together, whatever color they are, who cares about that? Right? But they're competing together because this is what you could do as a human being.
0: Yeah. Right? I just, you know there was a there was a communist Russian um, spy that defected to the United States back in the seventies and eighties, and he's passed away. I think he passed away in the nineties. And he said that um, after the Cold War was ended, um, and Reagan basically ended that in the early in the mid eighties is when that when that ended. Um, he said the Russians didn't stop with their assault on the United States. He said they just went they went a different direction. They went into um, uh, basically, uh, psychological warfare and division. Mm-hmm. And they said, mm-hmm. they said they they tried to implement socialist, Marxist ideologies to divide us from within. So they started planting professors in academia. They started planting these these divisive ideologies in in the hearts and minds of Americans. He said the problem was they were looking at Marxism as a social um, class division. So upper. And lower class, right? They wanted; Mm -hmm. they were trying to divide us the way the Mm -hmm. classic Marxist division happens through financial um, classism, right? But he said in America, the problem the the Soviets ran into was that America has such a strong middle class that they couldn't get us divided because most people in America had good lives. They they were working; they were constantly able to move up. They were they were they were content. There was a lot of contentment. It wasn't like they had to be millionaires and. They, they weren't, you know, most people weren't living in the slums. And so there wasn't this ability to be able to, um, divide us the way they needed to. And then they found out in the early two thousands and the mid or late nineties, early two thousands what would divide us. And this guy, before he died, he said, this is what's coming. He said, um, he said the, the, it's race. They're going to use race. To divide in America. And and sure enough, that's been what has been the crux of all of this, where they have divided us, they've they've put they pitted us against each other. And now we see that 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 uh you know Lincoln said, you know, we're not if we're gonna go down, we're gonna go down from within. There's not gonna be a a foreign power that's gonna be able to overtake us. It'll be destruction from within, essentially.
1: And and our founders knew that we were coming from all these different cultures, but we were desiring the same great thing, yeah. and that was liberty under a constitution that enabled a, a you, you know a, a, a fairness yeah. to excel. So e pluribus unum is out of many, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We realize we're coming from different places, yeah, right. but we're coming here looking for. This thing that brings us together—we were called the Great Melting Pot, you know—not the not the uh, little cupcake country that divides into all of its its its, colors, its its little cupcake, you know, containers. That wasn't what we were designed to be. And so you have to go back and realize the greatness of this thing is that we could all rise. We want the rules, Uh, you know, Lady Liberty. uh, Now. I'm I'm sorry not lady liberty lady justice, justice she wears a blindfold yeah. and she has scales in her hands she has a sword and 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 the the point is this is supposed to exist for all of yeah. us yeah
0: you can't even say you're colorblind anymore. That, in some way, shape, or form, is, is a bad is thing. a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I remember having a conversation with a pastor from Ohio, and he uh, he had a he has a, he had a, an adopted daughter um, who's who's black, and and she was at the time I think probably seven eight years old. And he asked this question on social media. He said, "How do I go about teaching my daughter that she's going to be growing up as a black as a black girl in America?" how do i teach her properly like i think i don't know if he was really genuinely seeking an answer or if he was just seeking the response of what people would give him and uh, but anyway i chimed in i said why does her blackness have anything to do with your this conversation teach her that she's fearfully and wonderfully made that god has designed her exactly how she is that she should walk in that proudly as a as a child to the king teach her to be colorblind is what i said like teach her to see people for the content of their character and not the color of their skin. And he said, "Mike, I can't believe you would say that." He said, "You're you're missing the point here." And I said, "I think you're missing the point."
1: I mean, what Martin Luther King says right there,
0: he's saying, "Look deeper." Yeah, look deep. I mean, if you if you're stuck on somebody's skin color, and so there's Gwen Berry, it's like, "Listen, you are you've gotten so you've gotten so tripped up by something that's so shallow." Literally the the, the pigment of your skin color, but you had no choice in the matter, yeah. right? Yeah. God
1: chose that for you. Yeah, and and anybody who's told that their skin color is bad, yeah, none of us should accept that. Yeah, we and should be repulsed by that thinking. And yet, a lot of what critical race theory is yeah. saying is that we should apologize for our skin color. <laughs> there, it's 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 ridiculous. It ought not matter to anybody. There's and a
0: There is a, um, there was a AP class in the Noblesville schools. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find it here. Um, and it, it was a Austin Channing Brown book that they had to read and, and in it, um, this is, this is one of the paragraphs in it. I'll read it right here. It's all about critical race theory. It's all about focusing on color. Um, and Austin uh, Channing Brown says this, at my Christian elementary school, we sing Jesus loves the little children, red and yellow, black and white, all us in his sight. In alignment with this song, white people often professed, I don't even see color reassuring me that I would be safe from racism with them. And yet I learned pretty early in life that while Jesus may be cool with racial diversity, America is not. The ideology that whiteness is supreme, better, best, permeates the air we breathe. In our schools, in our offices, in our country's common life, white supremacy is a tradition that must be named and a religion that must be renounced. When this work has not been done, those who live in whiteness become oppressive whether intentional or not so if you haven't done the work that they're demanding of you then you're oppressive whether intentional or not and yeah jesus might be cool with racial diversity but america is not i mean this this is an 11th grade this is in central indiana mind you and this is what we're fil- filling our 11th graders minds with no wonder no wonder our kids are so stupid and they're and i'll tell you here's the truth they're not happier No, there's no
1: way that a kid growing up with this kind of contention, where they're they're like, holy cow, they've got
0: enemies because everywhere they walk now, the whole school, the superintendents, the teachers have divided that school into into friend and foe. So you have. You have hallways filled with foes, and you have hallways filled with with friends, and, and that's a war zone. That's not a school. That's a war zone, and it's because we have allowed this to happen. We have allowed the divisiveness to come in. Anytime someone says, "Hey, you know, we if it, the Gwen," this is why the Gwen Berries and the wokeism in sports is so troubling, is because it's dividing our kids against one another. It's dividing our neighbors against one another. We will fall as a nation, not from outside, but from within, when we destroy ourselves, and that that's what we have to stand up and fight against, or else we're we're not gonna and, we're not gonna last for and, and much longer. You know longer. that
1: little song, which I I grew up singing. Yeah. That song, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, red and yellow, black
0: and white. It's actually we, red, brown, yellow, black, and right, white. Did you know that? Red, brown, yellow, black, and white. They're all. Oh, precious. I don't
1: think that was in my version. Well, do you not do you not like brown people? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> totally fine. I just don't remember that being in the version that I learned as a kid. But anyway, um, the the point is, is that. When Jesus has a way he thinks we're to get in alignment with the way he thinks, yeah. you know, just 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 change. You you do need to change your mind. Like yeah. nobody wants racism in the yeah. world. We we want it destroyed, but you can't fight racism with racism. Yeah, that will not work.
0: Amen to that, brother. Well, hopefully, sports. I think sports is they as they keep losing dollars. I mean, at some point, they're going to be like, we should probably get off the political crap and start just playing well, sports. I'll tell you,
1: I hope that they get rid of Roger Goodell. Oh, yeah, he's terrible. NFL. He's terrible.
0: I, I, I think he's, he's what a, a disaster. A, what a virtue signaler. He, he, he's he, got a backbone that's a, as squishy as a jellyfish. I, I hope that they get some better leadership. Yeah, yeah, terrible leader. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> thanks for joining <laughs> us. Have a good day. Yeah, hey, subscribe and like. Uh, when you hit the subscribe button and the like button, it, it throws us uh, in the comments. Yeah, the, give us five the, stars. Yes, absolutely. Tell your friends about Jesus, Sex, and Politics. We hope you enjoyed these conversations, and we're real here. So, again, this has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. I'm Micah. I'm Nathan. And we talk about all the things culture doesn't want to talk about. That was See you next time.